Welcome to the Mayday Wrestling Show. I've lost count what we're on, but I'm Jack Milner, not Knockout in the Seven. She's Lisa Almeida, and he's a spectacular John Jacobs. Okay, I don't know if that's probably more scary. We're here Gary. on the 20th anniversary, that's the rule, baby, of Halloween Havoc 1997. It was voted one of the shows of the year um, yeah. by readers of the Wrestling Observer. Are you all right, JJ? I'm laughing at how you said you're. Yeah. yeah. Lissy always paints up on that. Uh, I'm Northern. Get over it. Um, and it had the Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio Jr. As he was Banger. Um, for the WCW Cruiserweight title. I think it was voted four and three quarter star. Dave just Ooh. didn't like giving out those five stars like he does the Young Bucks and Will Ospreay, does it? I don't know what's, what's up with that. Can't all be as talented as the Young Bucks, Jack. You know this. Eddie Guerrero is not a talented as Young Bucks. Lissy, Can't all be. Lissy, come he on. would mop the stop. floor with them. Will Are you, you kidding me? Will you stop? Will you stop? By the way, there's a, a good friend of the show, Jestlemania, has just started a Bobby Heenan page on Instagram. And you forget Bobby had so many one-liners, right? You can speak to me about marriage. I've had six successful ones. Um, anyway, we're here to watch WCW Halloween Havoc. Um, JJ, are you in the Halloween spirit? I'm trying to get into it, mate, as anyone watching on YouTube can see. Right, I've got the scary light. Wow. Um, no, I'm excited. Got got outfits for the kids tomorrow to go to nursery and for the Halloween party. Going to get to go trick-or-treating for the first time in my life because I never went when I was a kid. So, you know, exciting times hey, ahead. You, you never went trick-or-treating? We need to give this attention. Go back. You and then when like MJF said he never played a video game in two player mode because he didn't have a friend. Were you a Jehovah's Witness? No, not a Jehovah's Witness. Just my parents were Christian and they thought that Halloween was um, connotatively evil. So we went to church on Halloween evening instead. Listen, do they have it in Catholic, in your Catholic class? No, I think stop it, stop it. No, but I think like my like stop it, Jack. <laughs> I know where you're going. I understand what you're saying. John, that makes completely sense. That makes complete sense. Excuse me. Um, okay. Yeah. It's because there are, you know, certain religions really do look at it as more of a satanic type of celebration. Um, but I think it's evolved from wherever they think it came from. I think it's for the kids, and I'm sure you guys think the same thing now. Rich wasn't my choice, though. Yeah, of course. I, I, I remember being really poor and just we putting like bin bags on us, maybe like sticking something on it so it looked a bit scarier. But as kids, we were just thinking, like, ah, just get some free sweets. Yeah. Excellent. Of course. Yeah. Lissy, are you in the, um, what's it, holiday? Holiday is like December time in America, right? And the holiday spirit, the Halloween spirit. I have to be. Um, so the the kids and my older, my older sister's birthday is the day before Halloween. So she's always, like, had Halloween-themed birthdays and stuff like that. Um, so my niece and my nephew and my sister, they decorated the front of my parents' house. So it's very spooky out there right now. Um, and I'm planning to do whatever they want to do if it's trick or treating or whatever else. So, you know, you kind of just get roped in since, you know, auntie life. You're cool aunt Liz. So you're the one who's there, surely. You're the pipe piper leading them to all the houses, surely. Um, I don't know. I take a back seat to Halloween. I let Liz, um, you know, manage this one. I'm, I'm for the other fun stuff and I don't mind. Cause I'm personally, I'm really not into Halloween like that. I mean, I know it's a, 
adults like to use it as in you know a time to like you know get dressed and go out to parties and stuff like that but it's just it's never really been my thing so yeah i was speaking to people in our motor office uh today at work and they were all having a party tonight and i'm thinking as an adult i'm fine i know i'm 35 but realistically right i'm a 50 year old man is it just me i just don't see it as very yeah people it's like me. an excuse to go out and drink right whether it's yeah. St. Paddy's day when you're not even irish or you know whatever it is I think in the club days, it was like fun. But even like in the club days, like when I would go out, I used to skip Halloween because I just didn't really care. I didn't really care for it. Is there like, is it like pre and post club days? What what year are we talking this? Oh, please. Is it like 20, 2018 ago? You, you know what? That club life, not for me anymore. No, I think I gradually stepped back like I faded into the bushes you know you usher in a newer generation so suddenly you look around and you're like I'm I'm surrounded by kids and I don't want to be here like Chris Jericho in the AW locker room right like looking around what am I doing here around my kids I'm just gonna do something else we have not just brought Rick Flair yet but we'll save that for uh yeah that's kind of how that's how I that's that, those are my sentiments about Halloween so actually it's a great um a great way to segue into um our show our show yeah we're gonna watch halloween havoc 1997 we're gonna skip forward i'll post the link number remind me so i always forget to post the link skip to 28 minutes i think it's the third match on the show halloween havoc 97 i'm pretty sure it's the brilliant three-man booth of tony shimoni bobby the brain Heenan, and dusty rose as it was for much of 97 what a booth what a booth Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio Jr. If you're watching on the cock, throwing your dad there, Lisa, I was supposed to say that. But if you're watching on the cock, I know. I was like shocked. <laughs> You've been doing this a long time, brother. I'm if you're watching on the cock, this is out of order, but I'll 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 get with it. Halloween Havoc season nine. Because the first one was in '89. That makes sense. Flair and Sting versus Muda in Terry Funk in Philadelphia. If you're watching on the network. Slash video of slash 74736. Again, we'll put it in the comments below. And we click play in three, two, one. Pack crowds. I think they always have Halloween Havoc in Vegas as well. It's like a WCW tradition. Let's turn that down. Mike Tanay, legend. Mike Tanay. I think Dusty's gone by this time, right? I oh, love Mike Tanay. Congratulations, look, Mike Tanay. Look wow, at the iconic, iconic outfit from Ray. I love it. Who's he supposed to be? Because I don't know comics. I don't know. Him. He looks fucking great, though. He's he really just does. a scary man. I'm sorry, guys. What time were we starting at? We were starting at 28.35, but we're now 29, 9, oh. 10, 11. You know, I got the wrong time from the group chat. Oh, Sorry, as I was saying, Mike Tanay, congratulations on being inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame um, that happened last week. And he was a big part of the earlier TNA um, broadcast booth. So. Look, at, look at the drape on the head. Oh. Are you telling me the young books are better than him? You don't need to know that you don't need to know the story. Or, you know, either of the people to know Ray is the face and Eddie's the heel just from their entrance, oh, right? Oh, swagger. Oh, Such a heel. God. Like, you don't need to... If I didn't know who either of these people were and that Ray is, you know, a permanent baby face, it wouldn't matter. You just you just look at them coming out and you're just like, yeah, I know. He's impregnated. Before they've done anything. The way he looks, yeah. 
Yeah. So this wet hair look, mm -hmm. why do we, why do we always, <laughs> how can we can just look at him and just be like, he kind of has like that stay away from him. If you're like in a bar type of look, right? If you say one wrong word to him, are you, say you start chatting with his missus. And his yeah. Yeah. It's on. But that's, but that's playing the role well, right? Mm -hmm. Me and Ray's brought an extra mask out. He's took in the crowd. Lovely touch. Such a big baby face. Love him. But you think Biggest. five years Eddie Guerrero has from here is it's wild. So he has his great run in 97. 98 uh, loses some steam, starts the, L the LWO, which WWE do now, right? Am I right thinking that's on SmackDown? Yes. Latino yeah. World Order, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. they have the LWO 2.0 going, and Rey Mysterio is the, I want to say leader, but it's kind of, I don't know. Is he the leader, John? Because it's either him or um, Santos. But it's it's interesting because they don't really have a leader, so to speak, either. It's kind of one Yeah, of those and there's some beef between them, right? Because, um, yeah. you know, he wants the US title that Rey's got. So Right. But, yeah. It's interesting with a few of WWE stables at the moment where there's no de facto leader and then you've got the bloodline who very clearly have a leader, right? I, I, for me, I prefer stables where there is that leader and then there is a pecking order then. Well, and you know... You've got to get so, to the big boss at the end of it. So Judgment Day obviously had that a leader in Edge. Well, yeah, had a leader in Edge <laughs> and then Finn Balor kind of masterminded getting rid of Edge... So Finn Balor was kind of the de facto leader, but they've always said we don't have a leader. But in actual fact, we all know that the leader is Mammy. Yes. So. But that's if you like, had to choose like, a leader, it would be her. But that's like the kind of um, dynamic in most families, right? Like the guys, oh yeah, and the dad of the groom. The mums rule everything. Like the, 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 the guys can pretend all they want. We both know there's a matriarch of each family. You, you think Marion Madden I'd love her. Is do you think Billy Madden's are saying anything that goes on there? They've been married four years. He doesn't know where anything is. So it's like you know, when 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 you're in the situation we're in, where you know you've got young kids or whatever, you have to plan things like going out, right? You can't just go, all right, babe, I'm off out with the boys for a few beers, right? Well, then you can. But so we'll be staying there tonight. So if I want to go out with the guys for a few beers, I go, babe, thinking about going out on Friday gonna have a few beers is that okay yeah she goes the girls are going out on friday i'm going you're with the kids okay period period <laughs> Wait. Period with the tea. okay so i think that like from a corporate structure you can kind of say that the usually the dad or the husband is kind of like ceo but the wife or the mom takes on the coo cfo all the other all the yes. other um titles where like the CEO really, you don't really have to, do, they, you don't really have any power. You just there as like you have as the face yeah. of the name. I'm yeah. Jack Milner. I'm the father of this child. Yes, you, you yes. Speak to her. Whereas in the background, yeah. Lorraine's writing emails. She's paying bills. Lorraine invoices. Exactly. Exactly. We, we we had to send a lawyer um an email off to a lawyer by in the week. She sent there. She's fine. She copied and pasted. Right, send this to them. So I've done it. Just did you even read it? Look no. at the tweets. I wrote I and me, and you're there saying it about you, idiot. Oh. 
and <laughs> should I reply? Is it just leave it? <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, the fact that she'll say it was sensitive to me, send it on to them. They'll listen to you more than they'll listen to me. Yeah. See, there's 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 a place for everyone, and there's an understanding of how things work. No problem. For me, since as of two days ago, I won't even be the main breadwinner in the house because Nicole got a new job. So, oh, really? Congratulations, Nicole. Wow, did I move this? Congratulations, Nicole. So, you won't be in the sharing the same office anymore? No. Wow. Amazing. But we might be able to eat meat again. Will you stop? First of all, it's so just... expensive these days. It's a joke. We're it's thinking so like we yeah. take home like a very reasonable amount, right? And like more when we moved into this place like two and a half years ago, we're probably like forty percent up on what we were earning then because we both got promotions and changed jobs, whatever. It's like still definitely feel poorer than we did when we moved here. It's Everything's so fucking expensive yesterday. now. It's absurd. I got my first salary yesterday. It's June. Like, thank God. I was saying last week, that's we went went to your place for that roast. We had one ourselves at the weekends. Mm. Um, we just bought a cooked chicken, right? I got some vegetables. I said, Do you know, it'd be really nice. I said, should we, should we get some lamb? She goes, it'd be really nice, but I'm not paying £30 for a <laughs> Not this close to pay to it. <laughs> I don't know what happened when you went to that place for a roast because um, I told. Uh, Scott about it as well and he went he was like it was really good everything was good the only thing that was like not amazing was the roasties were a bit undercooked but like really roasties good selection were, they weren't roasties they were like air fried or like deep fried potatoes they were, and we're like we roast I'm not saying like a snob but I do like a very good roast it was, it was just it was it felt like cafeteria food the thing is as well a roast is always, always better when it's homemade, right? Because there's no way that you can cook like that amount of food. And it's like, especially in a carvery situation, it's like sitting out, whatever. It's just never, ever, ever going to be as good. But it was, it, we, were, we were on the back foot because I didn't realize how far away it was from us. Yeah. And that hill right at the end, you know, Marion, she gets the rhinos. I'm nearly 17 now. Jeez, he trying to kill me off. You can have the inheritance. You don't have to just kill me. She was, uh, <laughs> she was struggling at the end of that war. Well, right? but you, you just get the, you just, nice you just, you just get the bus. Like we got the bus back. Yeah, but you just get the bus there, and it's like a two-minute walk from the bus stop. He was, he was funny with his nap, so he was doing that. Oh, and he's taking the mask off. Sorry, guys. Oh yeah, the one eye. Oh shit. Always, always. Anyway, he was due a nap and he fell asleep like five minutes after walking, so I thought we'd just keep walking. Hmm. Okay. Like, like you said about plans, right? And they, what, actually, going back to what you said earlier, I'm playing cricket on Sunday and I still mm. had to ask Dan, do you mind if I'm, because I'm playing football at 12. Uh, do you mind if I play cricket at the, the show? And I was saying, so, saying in the guys, so we're desperate, so I'll just ask them, why didn't you ask? It's like it's courtesy more than anything, right? <laughs> sure, you, you you call her that, mate, if you want to. I'll still be there doing nine o'clock swimming, so it's not like I have a day off. Eddie's here so to how, meet you. 
How much was Slim Jim paying WCW at this time? Like you see, they have four logos in the ring. They're on each post. Macho Man was there, um, the face of the company. Jack, I know you know all these random little facts. I can give you the answer. So the sponsorship deal with, with Slim Jim, I think it was $450,000 a year or $500,000 a year. And that was to Randy? Pardon? To, paid to Randy? Well, yes and no. It was paid to WCW to sponsor okay. a certain amount of inventory or assets. And, he said, and Bischoff was saying, like, that just paid Randy's salary. They only Ooh. wanted to work with Randy, right? When he left the WF, yeah. uh, I think he'd, he was there, the face of the brand, right, in 93, maybe 92, 93, 94. Right. Once he left, Slim Jim only wanted to work with him. Like, where's course, he gone? Naturally. He's gone to okay, we'll sponsor you there. And he had such a, he had the best voice for that kind of like, you know, that yeah. snap into... <laughs> like, like he smoked 20 days. Randy was a, that accent is so, what you say, what one of the, the top impersonated ones? Oh, I mean, first of all, it's so funny because I forget what I was watching and they were like, that that's not his voice. He started talking like that one day, and then he never stopped again. I forget who said it. I'll have to. I'll have to look. I'll have to look it up. But, um, interesting. Good to know. So at this time, guys, this is what year was this? Nineteen ninety-seven. When mm-hmm. did help me remember? When did Eddie and the Radicals, which I hated that name, get to WWE? They were after Jericho, right? Jericho came just before 2000 because he came up with the Y2J gimmicks. That was like November right. 99 Jericho came. They were after. So off the top of my like head, and I don't know I don't know why I'm going off the top of my head because Jack will go, it was on this date. They were in the crowd. Right, uh, right. February well, 2001. Like, he was we don't even need. I was going to say timeline. earlier. If you, on. The, if you look at this period now, Eddie 97, Cruiserweight Champion, 98, LWO, 99, he has a really bad car accident, dislocates his shoulders, lucky to live, uh, really happy with life, unhappy with how he's been booked, and then sold out, pay-per-view, January 2000, Benoit beats Sid to become World Heavyweight Champion, Sid's the Millennium Man, 18 unbeaten, I think he's beaten Brett for the title, and Benoit beats him, and the boys still aren't happy, and they hold a meet, and if anyone's unhappy, you can just leave. So Benoit, Malenko, Saturn, and Guerrero all go. They were in a stable at the time with Shane Douglas. They all met um, in privately WWE, I think the next day, and but without Shane. Uh, and they'd all make Pat, they're going to do together. And I think they met with Bruce Pritchard and they went, yeah, Shane Douglas isn't welcome here. <laughs> he he's already Bantos. been here we don't want him back <laughs> he left on Bantos. he was Dean Douglas right in 95 left went right. to ETW slaughtered them in every promo he could right. went to WCW slaughtered WWE again and was like yeah you got, you, you got we'd love to work with all four of you not him got it so they signed and then they debuted on Pop Commitment Church here with the Guinness other yeah. alcohol-free beverages yeah, are open. Was, yeah. How's it taste? It's all right, you know. Yeah. I think it's yeah. the best. I think it's the best non-alcoholic beer. Good pouring. And I tried going at Europa Point. Um, I think a month ago. It's all right compared to I think, no, normal non-alcoholic beer. Just just that like Chandis and anyway, Eddie, two thousand. He comes in still injured in the sling car crash by 
August, September, he's happy with Mamacita with China. Great storyline. That was brilliant. I think that's the that's the inspiration, right? Between Mammy and Don. Yeah, yeah. Great homage. Just a quick timestamp. So we're at 42, 20, 21, Eddie just kicked out after a I think it was like a corkscrew off the top rope from Ray. Corkscrew reverse plancher. Anyway, 2001, Eddie gets lost to my said. He's still struggling from um, the, the injuries, uh, the car crash that he's taking on pills, and WWE ended releasing releasing him in 2001. He goes to Ring of Honor in 2002, Ring of Honor started March 02. He has a great series of matches there. He acts as a mentor for guys like CM Punk. Happy birthday, Punker. He starts with, he I, gets, just, I just knew that he, you were going to find a way to get he that gets in clean. There. He gets himself back on straight and narrow, and he gets welcomed back to the company. I think the end of all two. So he has, I think, a year out, maybe nine months. Comes back, and then oh three, I think this day in two thousand and three, him and Chavo win the tag belts at No Mercy. Uh, maybe no, I think it's all two thousand two. So twenty one years ago today. So I think that was his like comeback, and then he has that brilliant run in oh three. 04 beats Brock Lesnar for the belt. That's a great series of JBL in 05. And it's just, I was going back and actually watching the, some of the stuff he did with Batista, like just before Mr. Kennedy, right? Just before he passed. He was phenomenal. He um, was. Do you think Eddie was, I think, 38, maybe 37 when he passed? 38. Most wrestlers, even look back now, most wrestlers don't get to their primes until what? Late 30s? Oh, we caught him. The thing is, he was just hitting. I mean, he's always been amazing, but he was just hitting his peak in WWE. Like, I think he was at the top, right? And he'd overcome a lot of the issues that he had. Um, and it's just so harsh that it was that catching up with him that that ended things. Just incredibly sad. And it's so cool, though, that like Eddie. I think that his his growth as a character, but also his growth in the ring, right? Like he's going with Rey Mysterio, who's, I think we don't have to guess, is probably the best, you know, Lucha Libre, Lucha Doris style of of all time, right? Eddie could wrestle that style and he could wrestle with the bigger guys too. They say, you're not on the same page as you just missed the finish. Sorry. (laughs) Reverse runner up the top into a cradle. See, that wasn't a roll-up. Hey, looked like a roll-up. Yeah, but you're, to your point there, Lissy, he, he kind of got to the stage where he could make fun of himself, right? He didn't mind acting a bit stupid on camera. I think what they said... Oh, wow, so, that's a great attack. In 98, 99, he's like early 30s. He's a great worker. He's a great wrestler. But from a character perspective, he... I've got to be serious. Mm-hmm. And I think it was then with Kurt Angle when he got him right. I think they had to say to him, you have to be stupid because you are that good. You can get away with it. Yeah. If you weren't very good, you couldn't get away with it. It's like, I can act like this because I can get in the ring, I can still kill you. Yeah, but you're not a joke. Great. That's the thing. That's that's a very hard thing to do, right? Mm. Is to be funny, but have people still take you as seriously as they did with him in the ring. And I love and... what he... Go, go ahead. 
And we have that now because the best in-ring wrestler in the WWE is Chad Gable, but he can still come out and be like, shoes, shoes, please. You know, the best in-ring guys. We're just, we're just here working our own people into this program. I'll who, have who, to fight. I'll who, have to fight who better? Who better? Huh? Gunther. Completely different style. I mean, I take your point. Uh, take your point. I, think, I know what I know style. what John is saying. John, I understand what you're saying. As a technician. Uh, yeah. So. Who's a better yeah, technician? You, yeah. Jack. I, I think Gunther's a phenomenal wrestler. I don't know. What, I, I'm being vinegary, right? I don't think he's probably a, a good a technical wrestler as Chad Gable due to his amateur background. Um. But yeah, it's an interesting one. When you're that good, you can get away with But then there's some, like Stone Cold in 2001, right? When he started doing all the stupid stuff when he was a heel. There's some, it's a, it's a really hard act to get right because if you don't, you, like MGF the last few weeks when he's, or the last, you could argue that the last few months. Last few months, really. He's been flirting with the line and, and when it goes wrong, it looks really bad. Yeah, I know you disagree. I'm not. I'm not happy with I wouldn't say he's been. Uh, no, I not say he's been flirting with the line. I would say he's a full baby face. Like he, he's completely crossed that line, in my view. And he's. I mean, obviously, it could all be a ruse. We'll wait and see how the story plays out. But yeah, for how, me, how do you think it will? What do you think? Well, because this is obviously going to go in. Roderick Strong will get cleared. Adam Cole will come back. How do you think all the moving parts will? Uh, I. It's really hard to say because there's so much going on. And I think that whatever they had in mind, whatever they were building towards, which I think would have been Adam and Roddy turning on MJF, that was my impression. I don't know if they're going to do that now or they don't know how long um, how long Adam will be out for. So it's it's hard to say. I'm not sure. But that was my impression was that Addy and Adam and Roddy would end up turning on MJF. One more question. I'll, I'll, I'll put this to you, Lucy. Hot yes, sir. I use the word hot <laughs> Yeah. Kenny Omega versus MGF with three days build. Is that panic? What are they doing? No, it's not panic. It's it's just... Um... It's MGF and Kenny Omega. Come on. Yeah, no, it, they can't have a bad match. They can't have a bad match. It's, but... not, about match. it's not about the match. It's about the promotion. Yeah, it's not about the match. But, they, but uh, I know, um, ahead, I know it's not canon, yeah. but they have been building to it. Um, they've been talking about it on BT. And then last That's week... That's on TV. No, no, no. And and then last week, they, they built to it in the backstage segment, right? Or they, they, they made reference to it. So, okay, it's only two-week build. But look, I mean, we've said for a while... Why do we not make the most of the fact that we've got these incredible wrestlers and put them in, yes. in amazing matches on TV? Right? I think that Which, would now they're doing matches. It's about the story. No. Yeah, I think that what Jack is saying, and I I do agree because I've been feeling like this since since Adam has been. I'm, we're talking about him calling him Adam like on a first name basis. It's so funny. Like since Adam Cole has been, I said sick. Since he's been injured, the world title has kind of been on the back burner. It really has. Like that never happened with Brett. But hold on. <laughs> but, uh, but then, but then look. There's been one title defense of Roman's championship since WrestleMania. And that We're was at not SummerSlam. Comparing. We're not comparing here. Two wrongs don't and make a right, JJ. Sorry. And that's... You're a father. Two wrongs don't make a right. No, I know. No. But... And that's yeah, not the okay. same because they have Seth Rollins defending his championship every single week, so they have a champion. 
AEW doesn't have multiple world champions, and they really shouldn't. That's another story. Yeah, but, but you've got an international champion. You've got a TNT champion. We don't want more titles, so... Oh, my we God. They said that when they said in that one of the options was Sting, like, give Sting a title, like a... Le- TNA brought in the Legends title, didn't they? Like, oh, nine or ten or something. Like, Fucking hell, lads. What are you doing? Tommy Dream is probably the digital media champion for Impact, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, has, has MJF had a title defence since All In? Oh, yeah. Samo, Samo Joe? Joe, uh, Joe? Uh, yeah. Okay, there you go. So, yeah. yeah. But then MJF's story has always been like he doesn't wrestle unnecessary matches. Not now. He's, re- he's well, wrestling. I, he got offered I, the Kenny match, right? He's going to do double duty. He wrestled the tag match. He did double duty. He's going to do double duty on the next paper game. Mm-hmm. He just seems a bit... He's, he's Tony back on the old... You know, is he is he trying to do too much? <laughs> I, I feel him, right? Sometimes I'm like, I'm trying to make wrestling memes. I'm trying to do, sell these Christmas jumpers. I've got a child. I've got a job. You know, it, it's tough. I don't know, brother. I do think he's stretched. Sorry, I'm just, I just said brother like that because Hulk Hogan, the best of all time in black and white was just, you know, on my screen. So are we pausing? Are we done with this show? Is that it? That was Halloween Havoc. That was the Halloween Havoc. Um, <laughs> 1997. JJ, what do you think of the match? Uh, I wasn't. I was chatting with you guys. Wasn't I was going to say, no, did you uh, watch the match? <laughs> no, it was. Look, I mean, when you've got Eddie and Ray in the ring, it's hard to really go wrong, right? And you can see this is even what three, four years before we saw either of them um, in WWE. So before a lot of people would have been introduced to. Well, I don't know when Ray went over, actually. I guess I'm thinking about Eddie there, but they were still very young and just unreal. Like doing stuff that you I think you weren't really that you weren't really seeing in, in WWF at the time, right? There's a match that Ray Mysterio I think I think Ray Mysterio's first pay-per-view match on WWE was he wrestled the open with Kurt Angle uh mm. and it's a nine minute absolute banger. You think Kurt Kurt Angle in you know, three was just a wrestling machine. Um and he made Ray look like an absolute Phenomenal, right? Kurt's bumping around like a, a 20 year old cruiserweight. Um, but you, you can remember at this time in 97, WCW a battery in WWE in the ratings, they're getting five, six, seven million people every week for Nitro. So these guys were huge names and huge stars. Yeah, um, what's what's mind blowing is the match before this on the pay per view was a Chris Jericho match, right? And you know, you watch a Chris Jericho match from 97 and you watch Chris Jericho now. As as we saw on Dynamite, as much as Renee said, as much as he's been phenomenal for that long, it's uh he's getting to that point where he's got to think about what's left for him in the future. He's obviously a very different wrestler, but you watch Rey Mysterio now, twenty six years later, and it's like he's barely missed a beat. You know, stem cells, baby. Stem cells, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah who's who the big lad called Ryback and Kevin Nash? They've all been going down to uh, yeah, guy, right? There's, there's some expert. Down there, maybe, mm. maybe when my knees are short in a few years' time, and you know, mainly wrestling goes huge. Let's see what we can, let's see what we can do. This has been pushed by the Fed by then. Um, no. no, well, we'll see. Um, that was WCW Halloween Havoc. I hope you all have a wonderful Halloween. I won't be celebrating. I think the boy goes to nursery dressed up like a lunatic, like an idiot. Tomorrow. I can't <laughs> say I've had any input. His mother's bought in the costume. I don't. Again, this is the point we're making. The mother's... 
the CEO and the CFO. I'll just drop him <laughs> off and pretend I did it anymore. Seb is almost four, so he makes the decisions of what he wears on Halloween, and he, he will be for eighteen months. What are the kids going to tomorrow? He will be. He will be Batman, and Penny. It's a choice between Tigger and a minion. I always call Seb a superhero, and he always refutes it. Super Seb, no. Yes, no. And then eventually, yeah. So he knows. He's just he modest, you know. He's just very, yeah, very, very true. modest guy. It, no, he's, he's just saying, Jack, keep it, brother, keep it. That's been Halloween Havoc. We will be back to watch CM Punk versus John Cena at WWE Money in the Bank 2011. Next time. Until then, have a have a great evening and we will see you soon. Bye bye.